0: That hair said to me, take it again, I cast my mind.
1: saving us. We appreciate you and we will always offer unto you the sacrifice of praise, of worship, and of thanksgiving. We honor you this morning. Have your way in our midst, O God. We pray that none of us will leave the same. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We may take our seats in the presence of the Lord. So we are one thanksgiving and praise the power of thanksgiving and praise god bless you all and god bless all those on zoom hallelujah amen so let's continue let's have take a just have a quick recap on the power of thanksgiving and praise some people might not realize that thanksgiving and praise is so powerful why is thanksgiving and praise so powerful? By the end of this message, you and I will know without a doubt that thanksgiving, praise, and worship are powerful. Why is it powerful? Number one, it is our duty as pra- uh, to praise God as kings and priests. Amen? It is our duty to praise God as kings and priests. Number two, we have what many others don't have. Why should we praise and worship God? Because we have what many others do not have. Hallelujah. Yes. If you count your blessings, you'll be surprised what God has done for you. Number three, we talked about is what? Because it is well with you. Why should we praise, thank, and worship God? It is because it is well with us. Amen. Number four, be thankful and praise God because you believe he has heard your prayers. And we get that from Mark eleven twenty-four. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. Hallelujah. I believe I received. When I ask God for something and I believe I've received, what do I do? And I give the example of a lady who for 10 years, or after over 10 years, couldn't have a child. I remember one day going to her as she was sad at a prayer meeting. She was just sad, bowed her head what is wrong? She said, for 10 years I've been trying or we've been trying and it's not worked. When God gave her the child and she testified in front of church, the way we jumped, the way we clapped, the way we danced, the way we rejoiced, oh God, we thank you, what a good God, we blessed him. Why? Because she had received what she was looking for. Jesus is saying that we must behave that way before we get it. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. What do you do when you've received? Jesus is saying, at the point of prayer, look at it in NLT. At the point of prayer, when we are praying, we must believe that we have received. At the point of prayer. Many people try to do it after, but that's not what this verse says. Listen to me. You can pray for anything, and if you believe, you will have it. Look at it in uh, uh, ESV. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. So I give the example. Can I have your phone? Thank you. I need your phone, please. What will I say when you're giving it to me? Thank you. So you and I must say thank you before we have it, because we've believed we've received. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we are talking about faith, we'll go more into it. That's why Hebrews 11, what does Hebrews 11 once say? Noun faith, not in, the, not in the future, not next year. Noun faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So number one, ho- without hope, you don't have faith. There's no faith without hope. Now, hope is a future thing. Hope is in the sweet by and by. I I can never make hope come now. does that make sense. I can never bring hope to now, unless it is faith. But hope, no matter what I do, the resurrected body will not come to a crisis. But I hope for the resurrection. I hope for certain things. Some people will hope that on their wedding day it will not rain. You are hoping for something in the future. Hope is a mind thing. But faith is a heart thing. Hallelujah. Faith is of the heart. Hope is of the mind. Hope, we learn the scriptures and we have hope. Faith brings hope, which is a future thing, to present. So faith, noun, that's what the Bible says, noun, faith is, not tomorrow. So that's one aspect, which we'll talk about later on. Noun, there is immateriality in hope because you cannot have it. You cannot see it. You cannot hold it. But faith brings substance to hope. Hallelujah. So the Bible is saying that if indeed you have faith and you believe you've received something, then it means that you have it already and the evidence is that the Bible says so. Glory to God. If the Bible says so, that is the evidence. I don't know if you are hearing what I'm talking about. So you and I, how do I show I have faith? We really need to fix this thing. I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about it. How do I show I have faith? I show I have faith because... I am guaranteed of the results even before I have it. When I have what I'm looking for, when I have the phone, do I need faith? I don't need faith because the phone is in my hands. That's why in heaven, faith will be complete. There's no need for faith when you are in front of God. So faith says that I have this before I receive it. Because once I've received it, faith is complete. There's no need for faith because I have what I'm looking for. That's why you must prove your faith and I must prove my faith by believing I've received. What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. So I start to thank God, I start to praise God, I start to worship God in advance because, because the Bible says it, I have it. Because 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15 says that this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask him anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we should know that he has granted us the petitions. We are still waiting. We have granted us the petitions that we have desired of him. So it means that if it is in the Bible, then it is the will of God. Once it is in the will of God, I have evidence that God has given it to me. What is the evidence? The Bible. And therefore, I must praise God. I must praise God. I must thank God because he has given it to me. That is why we must thank God and praise God. These are one of the reasons we must thank and praise God. Can I have an amen? Amen. Number five, in all things, we must give thanks to God. And we read first Thessalonians 5.18. Number six, I don't want to touch this, otherwise we'll spend the whole time on it for the cross. Because I appreciate the cross. Anything that will get me... Emotional or like deep is the cross because he died for me. Because he saved me. Without the cross, I'll be in hell. Without the cross, you'll be in hell. The cross. And Jesus is very interested in those who remember the cross. That's why he even instituted a Lord's communion. Why do we have the communion? For different reasons. But one of it... Is very clear. For I have received of the Lord that which also he had delivered unto me. Apostle Paul said, for in the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread and broke it. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take it. This is my body which is broken for you. This do ye in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the new testament in my blood for the remission of your sins. This do ye in remembrance of me as you drink it. So Jesus did it. And then he said, as oft as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he comes. So communion is something that is important to Jesus because he wants us to continue to remember. He didn't just die a shameful, painful death for nothing. He did it so that you and I will remember. The Bible says all those people who await his coming purify themselves as he is pure. Can I have an Amen. The next is praise and thank God because you are his servant, because you favor his righteous cause. And we read from Psalm 35, verse 27. Let them shout for joy, those who favor my righteous cause. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, who have pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. We talked about all that. Number nine, Jesus always gives thanks. So you and I must give thanks. He gave thanks before raising Lazarus from the dead. He gave thanks before uh, and blessed the the loaves and fishes to feed the 5,000, amen, and 3,000. Number 10, God created us for his pleasure. And read from Psalm 95, verse 1 to 7. Did you get what I was talking about? Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. Number 11, Show appreciation to God. Psalm 34 verse 1. I will bless the Lord most of the time. I will bless the Lord when my pocketbook is full of money. I will bless the Lord when I'm well. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Number 12. God does not like it when we are not thankful. That was the last. That's where we got to last week. God doesn't like it when we are not thankful. And we give the example, Romans chapter 1, verse 21. We also read from Luke 17, 11 to 19, the 10 lepers. There were 10. 10 lepers saw Jesus. Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. Lord, we need your help. Have mercy on us, Jesus. Have mercy on us. Because the lepers had to live in a separate house. They had to live far from people. Because lepers were not allowed to live in a society. Why? Because it is very contagious, highly contagious. And there was no cure. Even now, leprosy, you need months or maybe years of antibiotics, different combinations to even stop the process. But you can never reverse it. Whatever you've lost, you cannot gain back, with now, today, with all the medical science. Unless it's changed over the past few years, but I don't think so. So they saw Jesus and they couldn't go near him because they are not supposed to go near people. So they started to shout afar off, "Jesus, Son of David, have mercy upon me." Let's continue. Okay. And one of them. Okay, never mind. I think as time goes by, hopefully you you'll be able to follow what I'm saying. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Little by little. So, Jesus said to them, go and show yourself. Imagine, Lord, have mercy upon me. Then Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priest. Just go to the priest. Now, that's very significant because in the Old Testament, God said a leper who is a a lepros should be far away from the people, from the camp. But if they are able to get a certificate that shows that they are healed from the priest, then they can go into society because maybe God could heal them. Miriam had leprosy. God healed her. So it could be possible that you be healed. So first go and get a certificate from the priest to show that you are healed. So Jesus told them, go to the priest and get the certificate. Oh, glory to God. Now for them to go to the priest meant they were walking in faith. Because you have not been healed. You've just been told by Jesus to go to the priest and show yourself and get the certificate to show you are cleansed. So as they were going, because they were walking in faith, As they were going in faith, God healed them because they were, they obeyed that word and God healed them. As they were healed, the nine and the, the all ten rejoiced. Then one said, God has healed me. Let me go back to give glory to God. But the other ten, nine went home. So when this guy went to God to give glory to God, Jesus said, what? There were ten uh, lepers, where are the ten? Where are the other nine? It's only one who has come to give glory to God. Why is it that it's only one person? Where are the other nine? Jesus was asking, where are the other nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God except this stranger. So you see that Jesus was concerned. Jesus was not happy that the nine did not give glory to God. Jesus was not happy about it. Jesus expected that when God healed them, they will give glory to God. That's why we have testimonies. That's why some people are shy to give testimonies. But we I always tell them, and many people always tell them, that look, you owe it to God. You owe it to God to come and testify. You owe it to God. Hallelujah. When God does something in my life in your life, we owe it to God to thank him. The Bible says, look at verse, uh, the verse before this. And then this. And Jesus answering said, were there not ten, but where are the nine? Where are the nine? Then the next verse. There are not found that return to give glory to God save this stranger. Now look at the next verse. And he said unto him, arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. So the nine were healed. One was healed and made whole. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. but we talked about that last week. Let's continue. Number 13, 2 Samuel chapter 6. Let's start from verse 5 and we go to 12. Why should we bless God? Why should we praise God? Why should we do all that? Now, what does the ark represent? The presence of God. Hallelujah. The ark of the covenant represents the presence of God, of course. Whilst God was there, God was also in heaven. God is everywhere. But God just decided that I'm going to take an ark and I'm going to put my presence there. Hallelujah. And inside the ark, you'll be amazed. Aaron's rod that budded to show his, the, the, his acceptance of the Aaronic priesthood. The tab- tables or the tablets of the law to talk about the fact that the law holds, even though Christ has redeemed us from it, is still holds, only that Christ came to fulfill all the law, the, the law doesn't, the, we still need to follow the law, every single Christian needs to follow every law, the only thing is that Jesus followed it for us, so we don't need to follow it any longer, hallelujah, and then the part of what, manna, to show his word, and then his presence was over it. hallelujah, all that stuff we, we all know. So it shows that the presence of God was on the ark, or the ark represents the presence of God. Now, you and I, how do we get the presence of God to come? God who inhabits the praises of Israel. And the Bible says in Galatians that you and I as Christians are the Israel of God. So if I'm the Israel of God, and God inhabits the praises of Israel, then God inhabits my praises. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Did you get that? So now, let's continue to read. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord. Now, what is the, if you read from verse 1, just a quick history. If you read from verse 1, it talks about how God uh, uh, delivered them. David took the ark and was bringing it to the city of David. And then Uzzah, We know the story. Uh, the threshing floor, David was not pleased with God. He was just, it was too much for him. So he said, No, I'm not bringing it to my, my, my city. I'll leave it at Obedidon's house. Hallelujah. So then, God re- then David realized that, Ah, Obedidon, what's going on? Why is it that his, everything about him is blessed? His household is blessed. Everything is blessed. Even the rats in his house are blessed. Because the Bible says everything in his house was blessed. What verse is this? Yeah, this is what we're looking for. Just tell me the verse. It's hard to read. 11. Okay. So, second, uh, second Samuel chapter 6, from 5 to 12. Let's start from 5, and we'll go, to, we'll go into verse 12. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fair wood, even on harps, and on sartres, and on timbre, tam, 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 timbrels, and on cornet, and on cymbals. And when they came to Nakhons, we all know the threshing floor. Let's continue. And the anchor of the Lord was uh, kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error. And there he died by the ark of God. And David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah. And he called the name of that place Perez Uzzah to this day. And David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, How shall the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not remove the ark of the Lord unto him into the city of David, but David carried it aside into the house of Obedidon the Gittite. The names are very wild. Gittite. The ark of the Lord continued in the house of of Obedidon the Gittite three months, only three months, only three months. And the Lord blessed Obedidon and all his household. I'm in the rat's right part of his house. Hey, hallelujah. And it was told King David, saying, the Lord hath blessed the house of Obedidon. And all that pertaineth unto him because of the ark of God. So David went. He said, I'm the king. This was, I was taking it to my house. And I've taken it to your house. I'm coming for my thing. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obedidom into the city of David with gladness. We're going to verse 12. What does the next verse say? Okay, just get to the next. So David and all the... Okay. Is that the next verse? And it was so that when they that bear the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed oxen and fatlings... So you will see that six steps. One, two, three, four, five, six. Let's use NLT for this. He sacrificed. Now that would be a lot of pressure. King Saul not having to handle it. I'll explain why. Then, after the men who were, who is doing the thing? Let's, please, yeah, please help me. Okay, thank you. After the men were carrying it, after, after the men who were carrying it had gone six steps, they stopped and waited so David could sacrifice an ox and a fatted calf. So, remember that they are carrying David, the king. There, there's a lot of activity. And six steps. Stop, everyone. Put everything down. Sacrifice. People will be irritated. Because not everyone wants to sacrifice or understands or has that relationship with God. King Saul, because of the people, because of the pressure of the people, he was not able to handle it. So he gave up because of the people. How many remember that? Yes. But David, he didn't care. Every six steps he sacrificed. Yes. I tell you. I tell you. That, so when David is called the man after God's own heart, people don't understand. I pray that you and I will be people who would be able to I mean, not care about what others think. One, two, three, four, five, six. Put everything down. Where are the bulls and goats? Sacrifice. One, two, three, four, five, six. Put everything. Next hmm. verse. And David, who oh, glory to God. And David danced before the Lord with all his might, wearing a priestly tunic. I used to laugh when people dance with some people, dancing crazy. I used to laugh at them until I understood this verse. Don't laugh at anyone who is playing before the Lord because you don't know where he's come from or where She's come from. You don't know what the Lord has done for that person. So David and all Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with much shouting and blowing of trumpets. Continue. But as the ark of the Lord entered the city of David, I want to show us a different angle than I usually show us with this. Hallelujah. And as the ark of the Lord entered the city of David, Micah, the daughter of Saul, looked down from the window. When she saw King David leaping, oh glory, leaping and dancing before the Lord, she was filled with contempt for him. A pastor or church member shouldn't be dignified. David the king was dancing before the glory. And he, he, as he was dancing, do we have this in King's Chronicles? As he was dancing, his uh, outer garment fell off. And the maidens were dancing with him. They were going down, dancing, dancing. I said they were dancing. And the wife was angry. Where are we now? 18. What happened? Please go back. You have to follow what I'm doing. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. So we got, we got to get to Mikhail. Hallelujah. Do you want to assist them, please? Hallelujah. So as he entered the daughter of Saul, Saw him and was angry because she saw David dancing and leaping before God. Then what happened? Let's continue. Let's wait till they bring this verse. And David, when David returned home to bless his house, Michal came out to meet him and said in disgust, "Oh, how glorious the king of Israel looked today, exposing himself because of the outer garment falling off." Maybe, you know how in Africa we wear, yes, and it's just shorts. Most likely his stomach is maybe pot belly. Everything was showing. <laughs> Who? Glory to God. How glorious the king of Israel looked today. He exposed himself to the servant girls. That's her concern. Like any indecent person might do. Dirty old man. David re- returned to Mikhail. And David retorted to me, this is very important, this way I'm looking. I was dancing before the Lord who chose me above your father and his family. So there's a reason I'm dancing. I'm dancing because God chose me above your father and your family. He appointed me as leader of Israel, the people of the Lord. So I am willing to act like a fool in order to show my joy in the Lord continue yes and i am willing to look even more foolish than this but i will be held in honor by the girls of whom you are spoke you, you are complaining about but let's forget about that part what the part i'm trying to say is that look david as david was dancing god saw david's worship and praise as pure god is a spirit and is looking for those who worship him in spirit and in truth david said let's go back to that but david said look you don't understand it is god who took me out of the sheep coats who took me out from looking after a few sheep and it's the same god who blessed me and took me and chose me To be above your father and your family. To make me captain over Israel. So I would even more be based. What I did is nothing. I would rather leap and dance before the Lord because of what he has done for me. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. You and I must see. When we are dancing before God, when we are praising God, we must praise him for some reasons. When I am praising God or we are praising God, we should praise him because of what he has done. We should worship him because of who he is. I worship. Worship is not just singing. Worship starts with a lifestyle of honor to God and reverence to God. I worship God as a lifestyle. And then when I sing to God, it is true to him. Hallelujah. So David said, look. I know why, When I'm leaping before God, I'm leaping because He took me from somewhere. He took me from nothing. My father did not respect me. My brothers did not respect me because when I was going to fight Saul, the, uh, King Saul, uh, the, uh, Goliath, my brothers said that you are naughty. What are you doing? Where have you left those few sheep with? Who have you left those few sheep with? He was despised. When they were going to choose a king, the father Jesse did not even. Sell, he was not even chosen as part of the people. If God has done this for me, if God has chosen me when everyone rejected me, I better leap before glory to God, I better leap in his presence. Yes. I better leap in his presence because God has been good to me. When you and I praise and worship God like that, it is acceptable to God. Because we are praising and worshipping him for a reason. We are worshipping him because of who he is. We are worshipping. Let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture, the sheep of his pasture. We must worship him because of who he is. I worship you, and I place great worth on you because of how great you are, because of how mighty you are, because you are the creator of the universe. When you look at the stars, when I see the stars. When you look at the stars and the galaxies, who oh, glory to God? I, I have I've been reading in the past about astronomy, not astrology. Astrology is the stars. I don't have time for that. But I'm talking about astronomy. When you are, le- <laughs> you are learning about the galaxies, the universe, the the, the, the all the different dark energy, dark matter, uh, 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 inflation. Uh, 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 cosmopolitan, uh, cosmological constant, all these things. You, what, the more I read about astronomy, the more I fall down and worship God. The Bible says, God who stretches the heavens like a the, the, the Astronomy now is saying that the heavens are expanding. Glory to God. Did you get that? The, the heavens are expanding now. The circle of the earth, before they knew that the earth was round. So many things. Even how dark energy and dark matter Handles the universe and there's the solar system. How the the think about it? All the planets in the solar system are intact. What is keeping them intact and causing them not to spread out? What keeps the sun and the moon and the, the earth in orbit? Why isn't it moving away? Dark matter, dark and all, all those things. Maybe you, you can't do this on a Sunday service. To have to be a half night or one of these services because it's a lot. <clears throat> But when David saw all this, he said, let me rejoice. Let me bless the God of heaven. When Nebuchadnezzar saw that it is God who reigns in the affairs of men, he said, let, let me bless the God of heaven. Let's bless the God of heaven. You and I, we must worship God. We must praise God because of who he is. We must worship him because of who he is. I worship you because of how great you are. That's why I love the song. Oh, uh, how great thou art. Ah, how great thou art. Oh Lord my God. When I'm in also mother, I see the stars. When I see the stars, when I see everything. Wow. God always leaves traces of his grace. God always leaves traces in the wealth of his power. God always leaves traces of how good and great he is. He always leaves Something small, whether it is a sign or whether it is some evidence. What am I talking about? We knew about the, 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 the Bible. No time to go into it. I'll just touch a bit on it. The Bible, the New Testament, let's forget about That one is over 5,000 manuscripts. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, manuscripts. Uh, uh, Texas Receptors all these different ones Codex, different ones and then we have the Old Testament ones now the Old Testament manuscripts the earliest was around 200 BC no sorry even even before 200 BC or around 200 BC was the earliest or the, the, the most current manuscript they had hallelujah, I think it was even in the 80s or 200 BC, one of those and then God wanted to show that look I know how to preserve. So one day there was a shepherd boy, true studies in 1947, I don't remember how long, 47. There was a shepherd boy who was moving around. As he was moving around, he was throwing the stone to, to, to get the sheep out who wandered in, all God's design, into a cave in the Dead Sea. As he threw the, the, the stone, crack, bottle broke. So the shepherd boy went there and found scrolls of Every Old Testament book in the Bible except for the book book of Esther. Scrolls. That's what we refer to as the Dead Sea Scrolls. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. Then, God wanted to put Darwin to zero. But the textbooks don't talk about that. I'm talking about why we must praise and worship him. God wanted to put Darwin to naught. Darwin, in some of his lectures and stuff, says that there should be an abundance of trans- transitional fossils. There will be a problem with the theory if we don't see transitional fossils, but not if one has been found to date. That's, n- that's, no- that's not the evidence I'm talking about. God wanted to put some evidence there. Now, there were some scientists in Zhenjing or one of these places in China, and in, <laughs> and in some parts of U- the Europe, or Af- one, no, Europe, one of these places, but I know in China, where some scientists found some phyla and fossils. If you don't understand the phyla fossils, just know that he found some. I'm sure he, some of us will understand. But he found some phyla and fossils of some organisms. When they did the research, those fossils and phyla, many of them, not just in China, but in different parts of the world, many of them overwhelming. They were dated to precambrian days, or the Cambrian days. Now, someone asked, what's the Cambrian? Now, in geology, God decided to preserve all the phyla and fossils of transitional, complex transitional fossils of almost all the, tra- the, the complex forms of life. He was able to preserve them and those were there at the Cambrian time. Now, what is the Cambrian? I mean, you know what I'm talking about. When you say Cambrian, geology, we have different geological periods on Earth. We have the pre-Cambrian, which is too far back to date. We are talking about hundreds of millions of years. Then we have the Cambrian era. Then we have the Jurassic, and then we have the different Moldovia, different eras. So now the Cambrian era was far back during the Earth's the earlier times of the Earth. Now, they are able to show with scientific accuracy that all these transitional fossils and phyla they found were of almost every complex form of life that exists. And therefore, and they all appeared at once. So in some textbooks you hear that and there was a Cambrian explosion, that's it. But they will not tell you what the Cambrian explosion was, otherwise uh, Darwin will be put to zero and there was a Cambrian explosion. Now what does the word explosion mean? It means an immediate appearance of all, or almost all complex forms of life happening, or appearing at once. Does that make sense? Appearing at once. Therefore, the Tree of Life of Darwin is a fairy tale. Because the Tree of Life says one single cell organism, millions of years, Two cells, uh, millions of years, ten cells, and then it grows. But now we hear that all happened at once. So how can the tree of life exist when everything appeared at once? When you hear of the creation, what happened at once? Oh, am I preaching to somebody? Now someone will say, I thought the earth was 6,000 or whatever thousand years. All I will say is Genesis 1-1 to Genesis 1-2. We'll talk about that another time. So when you see all this, you see that God has been able to, by his might and grace and power, preserve some of these phyla, some of these fossils, so that it will be discovered now. And we would see that, look, God's glory is great. I said God's glory is great. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, Jesus being the brightness of his, the express image of his person, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. What is the Bible saying? Look at it in NLT and I'll tell you what the Bible is saying. I don't know I'm preaching to somebody, but you and I must give glory to God. The sun reflects God's own glory, and everything about his presence about him represents God exactly. He sustains the universe by the mighty power of his command. Oh, hallelujah! Let there be the wells, the universe. Let the universe happen. As it happened, Jesus Christ is not doing maintenance. One word he spoke is sustaining the universe. One word. It's not as if he's doing maintenance. Okay, I said in my word that the the universe is expanding. So let me throw a few, let me uh, have a few uh, galaxies or stars explode. No, one word is sustaining the universe. What a powerful God. That just one word Mm. Billions of years, one word is sustaining the universe. He upholds all things. He sustains the universe by the mighty power of his command. Oh, hallelujah. Why shouldn't we worship him? He's so great. The Bible says he's great. There's none that can compare to him. He has no equal. He has no equal. Look at Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 to 3. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. I thought I'd be done there, but I'm stuck Ooh, glory to God. Amen. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up. When you read Job, when God is bragging, ooh, glory to God. High and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Continue. Above it stood the seraphim. These are seraphims and cherubims are high order angels. Hallelujah. Each one had six wings, with twin, he covered his face, and with twin he covered his feet. Look at it in NLT and let's continue. So I don't need to explain too much because this is not the message. I'm just giving an overview. Hovering around him were mighty seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces. With two they covered their feet, and with the remaining they, uh, two they flew. Continue. In in a great chorus, they said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Next. The glorious singing shook the temple to its foundation. And the entire sanctuary was filled with smoke. So angels are shouting, Holy, holy, holy. And their shouting is so powerful that it shakes the, the foundation. Oh, oh Glory. Now, if such angels, are cover- one, two are covering the face, two are covering the feet, two are used to fly, why are they covering their faces? Because God is so great that as they see him, one revelation, they cover, they see another revelation. Look, eternity will not be enough to be able to know all of God. The angels are all surprised and covering their faces and saying, holy, 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 because they will never not see new revelations of God. Wow. The revelations of God will keep coming, coming. Look, 10 trillion, trillion, trillion years will not be enough because God is infinite. God is infinite. So these people, wow, wow, wow. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. They, 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 are, they, are, they are just in awe of how great God is. God is so great. He's so great. He's so great that he cannot be contained. I used to think until I understood, I used to think that God lived many years ago, that God lived at the high, the, the north of the universe. No way. God does not live on the north of the universe. Because when, before God created the universe, where was He? God is outside the universe. God lives outside the universe. God's house, of, uh, un, uh, God is outside, even though it's at the north. But it's outside the universe. Because there was a point that there was no universe. And God said, Let there be. Oh, I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. Also, there was a point that there was no time. That's why God came into time. I mean, there are so many things. So when I think about all this, I just worship God. When when you you see his greatness, when you see his handiwork, when you see the heavens, you must fall down and worship him. And we praise him not only because he's great, but because of the things he has done for us. We praise him, we rejoice in him because of how good he's been to us. That's why David said, look, you don't understand. You do not understand, Micah. You have no idea what you are talking about. You are angry with me because of the ladies. No, that is not the point. It had nothing to do with them. It was just that they were around. I am dancing because God took me from zero and made me into something. God took me from zero and made me into a hero. And because of that, I better be more base and more foolish dancing. I will dance like a fool, actually. You've not seen anything yet. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. That's how you and I must respond. That's how you and I must respond to Jesus. Oh, yes. He has done great things. The Lord has done great things. Number 14, I want to get to the super part, which is the, the the, the hmm. you can, it, it, it is not possible to use this weapon. It's also a weapon. The power of thanksgiving, praise, and worship is also a weapon. It is very unlikely to use this weapon and not get what you are looking for. It is when things are zero, it's about to end. You are about to sink, and you use this. It will work. The power of thanksgiving and praise. There are many examples, live examples, and there are many in the Bible. But we first need to understand why. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus! What number are we on? Number fourteen. Uh, this message, we should finish it soon, hopefully by next week, God willing. It will make you, this is one, one I like. It will make you one of God's favorite children. Who glory. It will make you one of God's favorites. You see, when you are one of God's favorites, you are different from someone who is just one of God's children. We are all God's children. But when you become one of God's favorites, who hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. When you are one of God's favorites, the Bible talks about David. The Bible says, I ha- David, my holy servant, with my holy oil have I anointed him. I will beat down his force uh, with my hand. He, he, God himself will fight. God, the Bible, God said, I, 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 would, I would expand his borders. I, I, I will bless him. I will not allow the enemy to outwit him or to deceive him. In Psalm. Hallelujah. So David was God's favorite. And the Bible says that what were the results of David being God's favorite? The Bible says in Chronicles. I think it's First Chronicles. Let me get that verse. The last few verses. The Bible says that David died in a good old age. Ooh, glory to God. The, 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 the results of David being one of God's favorites is that David died in a good old age, full of days, riches, and honor. And Solomon, his son, reigned in his stead. Now, this is very important. David died in a good old age, meaning that length of days. Number two. He was full of days. So full of days and long life are two separate things. When you are full of days, you are full of prominence. When you are full of days, you are full of relevance. When you are full of days, you are full of greatness and blessing. David, yes. First Chronicles chapter what? 29 verse 28. Let's, look, let's go to the verse before. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. The verse before. Where it says that David reigned in Israel, in Jerusalem for is it 43 years or something like that. Okay, good. 40 years. And the time that he reigned over Israel was 40 years. Seven years reigned he in Hebron, and and 33 years reigned he in Jerusalem. Okay. And he died in a good old age. Oh, glory. May you and I die in a good old age. Good old age. Full of days. May you and I be full of days. Full of relevance. Full of prominence. And honor. Full of days, riches, riches are your portion and my portion. Amen. Honor and his descendants also were great. Now all these things came about why? Because of who David is. Look at First Kings chapter fifteen, verse five. Because David did, did always read the context, otherwise you miss the, the, the thing. Anytime you have Bible, very important to read a number of verses before and number of verses after. Otherwise, because if you just take a verse out of one verse, you can let the verse see what you want the verse to see. But when you go home, read it. Because David, if I let us start that verse before. My det- Nevertheless, for David's sake, did the Lord, God, his God, give him a lamp in Jerusalem. So he did not take the, the, the kingdom from David's descendants, but took everything apart from Jerusalem because of their sin. So they sinned against God so much that God wanted to take everything from them. But God said, only for David, my servant's sake, I would have a lamp in Jerusalem to set up his son after him. And to establish Jerusalem. Next verse. Because David did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord, and turned not aside from anything that he commanded him all the days of his life, save only the matter of Uriah the Hittite. That's David. That's David. Now, second Samuel chapter 6, verse 12 to 15. We all know how David got there. David was a man after God's own heart. A man after God's own heart. I don't know that I'm preaching to somebody. We are talking about the importance. Why is it important? It's important because praise and worship will make you one of God's favorites. It will make you a favorite. Now, God has favorites. David was a favorite. Nevertheless, God is no respecter of persons. There's a difference. God has favorites, but he is no respecter of persons. How do the two mix? No problem. Draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. So the one who decides to draw near to God, God will draw near to them and you'll be a favorite. But if you don't draw near to God, you'll be like the masses. And I've never wanted to. I cannot and I will not want to be like the masses. I pray that none of us would like to be like the masses. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. Now, And it was talking, David saying, "We read it about the house of Obedidon. Now you see that David was a worshipper. Now most of the psalms were attributed to David. As the Lord, as the deer panteth, ah, no, as the deer panted for the water, so my soul longeth after Thee, Lord. I thirst for You. David was someone who was a singing man. Was a, he, he? was a sing. There's a, you see, there's a difference between worshiping God, which is important, living a good life, and a singer to God. I'm not talking about Sunday service. That's not enough. To be a worshiper of God, it is not a Sunday event or a Wednesday event. It is a daily event. You live a life of worship, and. You worship God on a daily basis. And also, you show much reverence to God. Now, David was very, very thirsty. Oh, he was thirsty. He said, oh, what I would do for some drink. I am so thirsty. He said it to his men. Valiant men heard it. Then as he was there, they went and sneaked. Went to the enemy camp. To get some water when they brought it to david david said wow you risked your life to get me water i'm so thirsty but i'll pour it as an offering to god that's the kind of person we are talking about you can put your hands together for jesus that, that, that's the kind of person we are talking about so when he's singing as the deer panted after the water so long get my soul for you god has seen his action of worship and placing great wealth on him. So as he's singing, God has accepted it. That's why he was the man after God's own heart. Not because he was perfect. If you're looking for perfection, Joseph. David will kill you. Joseph will spare you. Oh, hallelujah. Did you get that? As for David, he was going to kill. Ab- that's how Abigail became his wife. He was going to kill uh, 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 what was Nabal. He was about to kill Nabal. Because... As for David. Oh, is that why you are? Okay, thank you. I'm coming. I'm going to wipe you. David said, I'm going to wipe you. I'm wiping every human being from your house. Even a dog dog that pieces will not be, uh, against the wall will not be. You won't be able to find that. I'll clear everything. That's how David was. That's why God said, you have too much blood. I will not allow you to build my house. Because your hands are, there's too much blood. But because you have thought about building me a house, I'm going to establish your kingdom forever. I'm going to make you great. And I'm going to make the seed, the promised seed, Mashiach, I'm going to let him come through your loins. And, and, and the God of the universe will be called the son of David because of that thought you had. But your hands are too bloody. I will not allow you to build my house. Your son will build it. For your honor. Your son will build it. Joseph, when he was betrayed by his brothers, what did he do? He let them go. Daniel, perfect. Joseph, he ran away from Potiphar's wife. David would have gone into Potiphar's wife. And yet, you don't see Joseph being called the man after God's own heart. You don't see Daniel with the excellent spirit called the man after God's own heart, even though they please God, even though they are great people. But David, the imperfect person, the person who numbered Israel and because of his pride and trying to show his rank, caused many to die. The man who not only committed adultery, yes, you've taken someone's wife, you have to be punished. We understand that. But you've killed the man on top of that. He's the man who God says, this is my man. I like him. He's my favorite because you don't get many people to worship. The Bible says, look at John chapter 4. Let's start from verse 20. Let me get you a verse. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain, and ye said that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Continue. Jesus said unto her, woman, believe me, the hour cometh. When ye shall neither in Je- this mountain nor yet in Jerusalem worship the Father. Next verse. Ye worship ye know not what. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. Next verse. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship. So the word seeking is what I'm looking at. He seeketh. So it means that for God to be seeking is not a lot. Otherwise, you will not be seeking. It means not every Christian worships in spirit and in truth. Maybe later we'll talk about what that means. But in truth, I think you understand that. You, you worship what you are saying is, is what you do. What you are saying, as you are saying, as the deer panted for the water, so longeth my soul after you. Is that the truth? When we put up, uh, uh, apples to apples, is that the truth? When money is put on the left, uh, 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 commitment or, 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 or relationship or, or intimacy with God on the right, which one will you choose? If you choose money, that, yes, dear, panted for. God is saying, you don't know what you're talking about. That's the truth. <laughs> Am I preaching to somebody? That is the truth. That is the truth. So, God is seeking for such to worship. He's looking. He's looking. I pray that you and I will be people who are worshiping God and are people after God's own heart. Are people after God's own heart. One last verse and we'll continue next week. Acts chapter 13 verse 22. God gave a testimony. Oh, Jesus, may you give a testimony about me. May you give a testimony about us. And when he had removed him, that's all, he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom also he gave testimony. The creator of the universe gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. Wow. May that be my story and your story. That God would be in heaven, give a testimony and say, Yeah, this man or this woman is a person after my own heart who will fulfill all my will. All my will. I I, I desire that with all my heart. If you ask me, which one do you want to choose? Do you want money? Oh God, that one is not. I don't pray. I've stopped praying for money. But I don't talk about a lack of money. And money will flow. But I ask for what I desire. I love anointing. I love God's presence. If I have to choose one, even though it's going to be painful to choose, I have to choose God's presence. Take the, I mean, if I don't have no anointing, i your presence. That's more all I need. But the kind of God we serve, he'll give you even more, double the anointing you're looking for. I'm not word; I'm just out of time. Shall we stand to our feet? We'll continue, God willing. Next week. Oh, hallelujah. <clears throat> oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Let's speak to the Lord. Let's bless him. Let's bless him oh hallelujah as the deer panteth as he panteth as he panteth as the deer panteth oh as he panteth after the water oh yes as he panteth let's sing that song that's an awesome song as the deer panteth after the water my soul after you someone will say but you don't you don't understand i'm not perfect this i can't do this i'm not perfect have you met that have you slept with someone's wife and killed the man? If not, then you 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 are more you are you, you are qualified more than David to say.
0: Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. As Bless
1: and worship you. We bless your name, oh God. We magnify your name, oh God, and we say, Great is your faithfulness towards us. Great are your mercies toward us. As the heavens are higher than the earth infinite so are your ways, so is your greatness, so is your holiness, so is your might, so is your beauty from the next, none can compare to thee, you are high and lifted up, oh God, and lofty and exalted, your glory fills the heavens and the earth, there is nothing that can be compared to you, no affection, no desire, no longing can ever Be without you, you are the object of our desire and our affection. Oh God, even though we've not seen you face to face, we've seen you in Jesus Christ. We 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 know you, you are in our hearts, and we will do everything, everything to be close to you. We want to be close to you, Jesus. We want to honor you, Jesus. We want to worship you, Jesus, and we thank you, Jesus, for you being God coming to do what you did for. Us on this earth, what a God we serve! What what kind of God are you? I mean, what kind of goodness? How can you be so good to us? We who are nothing, we who are sinful, you are so good, so kind, so loving, so precious. You are precious. You are awesome. You are fantastic. You are super. You you are infinite. You you are awesome. You are awesome. You are the awesome God. There is none like you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. Wonderful Jesus. Wonderful God. In Jesus' name. Whilst we are praying, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you are here, you are watching and you don't know, if you know in your hearts that you are not born again, if you know in your hearts that if you die today, you do not know whether you go to heaven, if you know in your heart that you are far away from God, But you want Jesus Christ to save you. You want the new birth experience. You are tired of doing it your own way and you want Christ Jesus to come into your heart to make you a new person. I want you to raise your hands here or or watching. Just raise your hands. I see a hand. Raise your hands and I'll pray with you. Very good. If you've raised your hands, I want you to do one more thing. If you can come forward and let me pray with you. If you can come forward, let me pray with you. And those watching you can also raise your hands where you are. Yes, let's clap for her. God bless you. If you can just come and stand here. God bless you. Let's put our hands together for her. This is the greatest decision you will make and you've made. The Bible makes it very clear that if we confess with our mouths, Romans 10 and 10, the Lord Jesus, and we believe with our hearts that God has raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Because it is with our hearts we believe and are made right with God. And with our mouths we confess and are saved. So can you repeat after me, including all of us. Heavenly Father,
0: Father.
1: I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I I confess confess. that that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. sins. I believe believe that his blood was shed for my sins. sins. I believe believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, Jesus. please please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Please forgive me for all my sins. Please cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. From today, I will live a life of praise and thanksgiving and worship to God. So help me God. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Father God, we thank you for our wonderful sister. Colleen. Father God, we thank you for Colleen. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for the wonderful things you will do in her life. And you've been doing in her life and you will continue to do. Keep her and preserve her in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Right after church, we'll talk to you and just uh, say a good. Hello and hallelujah. We may take our seats. Hallelujah. God is so good and so kind. Oh, hallelujah. It's time for us to take our offering, pay our tithe. Hallelujah. Those are just necessary and important things for the church. Hallelujah. Now, someone will say, what's tithe? Tithe is 10% of your income, your increase. Hallelujah. I believe in it so much that I pay tithe. I try my best to make sure I pay tithe. Hallelujah. Because it keeps my money secure, and it establishes my money, and it increases everything good I do. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. So if you have your tithe, you can raise your tithe. And let's share a word of prayer. You can just... Uh, look on the screen. You can scan, put your phone, take a picture uh, of the barcode, and it would give you whatever you need. If you have cash, you can also give it. If you want a text to give, uh, a Zelle, uh, a PayPal, you can. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to pay tithe in Jesus' name. If you have your offering also, you can just give an amount that God you feel that God wants you to give, and God will bless you. You can also just give. You can give uh, uh, check, cash, whatever you want to give. You can give it uh, uh, as He passes it. You know, passes it down. Uh, yes, Hallelujah. And uh, God will bless you. Amen. Father, God bless our offering and our tithe in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank awesome. giving offerings, the blessings of those things. We accept them. We receive them. We lay hold of them. As we've paid our tithe, we've given our offerings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So, just before I hand over the mic, I want to say to us here, to those on Zoom, to the online viewers, God bless you. God keep you. May God cause his face to shine upon you. May God lift up his countenance upon you. May God give you peace. May God give you grace. In Jesus' name. God bless you those online. I want to say shalom, shalom till next time. God bless you.